Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Arseholics. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, how's it going, guys? Do you need to ask? <laughs> terribly, terribly. Terribly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't really want to record tonight, but we're going to have to, I guess, because we've committed to this now, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, There's always gosh. a danger, right? That we, we knew this moment was coming. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't personally think it was today, but yeah, no, not, um, today, not today. So uh, we're out of the Europa League. Nil-nil um, draw at home to Villarreal, going out two-one on aggregate. Uh, where do we start, lads? I think there's like a hundred ways in which we thought that this game would go. I don't think any of us thought nil-nil. <laughs> Nero did predict a draw. To be fair. Um, but he said 2-2 two, two, uh, when I messaged him and spoke to him about it. But, yeah, you're right. No one no one really thought no team would score um, and the game would pan out the way it did. Can I ask you a question? Are you, like, deep down, are you genuinely surprised or shocked that this happened, that we went out? The, uh, well, I'm not... I think I said when we were trying to predict the outcome of this game today I was struggling to come up with a scoreline because it, just, it was just so unpredictable and we have been all season so I'm not really that surprised that we've gone out but I think the way that it's happened um, is quite surprising um, we've been poor at home all season we haven't been scoring goals really all season so I guess from that point of view it's not really that surprising but Emery's pretty much done one on us tonight um, and Arteta I feel and I think based on what we were saying earlier I think you guys probably agree Arteta Arteta's got a lot to answer for for what's happened tonight um, so do the players I think there are a number of players majority of the players that didn't didn't perform didn't perform tonight didn't step up when we needed them to step up there's probably a couple of players that could say they had decent games aside from that um, it was pretty poor um, yeah I mean to answer your question Aaron and I I'm not surprised, but despite not being surprised, I still expected more. I still expected much, much, much more. Yeah, but, and Roger, I mean, I'll let you answer in a sec, but like you say you expected more, but why? Based on what? Well, we all did, right? Because we all predicted wins. No, no. Because, oh, yeah, that's because we want us to win. And, right, that's a yeah. prediction. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. I think I think I sort of think the same as mine in the sense that it's more that... I, in my mind, I, I could have accepted that we could have gone out because in my mind, the possibility was that we would be chasing, trying to win the game. We'd be playing really attacking. We'd score a couple of goals, but they'd score a couple because, you know, of of our setup trying to, you know, trying to chase the game. Um, so I could see us getting knocked out 2-2. I, like, I could see that happening. Uh, what I couldn't see is a game like this, biggest, biggest game of the season, um, you know, at home, I know it doesn't make that much of a difference. Pretty much overall, pretty much like a, a, a fully fit side, pretty much. Um, and to play a game where you just mismanage it at such a comprehensive end-to-end level and where the players just looked so nervous for the whole game. Um, I didn't predict that. I didn't predict that we would be so bad 
at playing football today. That bit, actually, to be fair, I could... Yeah, you're right. Like, I didn't predict it. And I think we're all quite guilty of being too optimistic with this team. But the fact that we are so bad at playing football, that's been our league form this season. This game, in my opinion, was just mm-hmm. our league performances catching up with our Europa League form. Like, and the meeting. Because we've pulled so many of these types of performances in the league where we're just... Completely going forward as a team, and I don't want to single out individual players too much today because I don't think any one individual player was at fault. But as a team, I just think we we don't know how to attack. We don't know how to create chances. The system and patterns of play of how we try and score goals just hasn't been working for a long, long time. And unless someone does something special, and usually that's Saka for me. Saka does something special we have no real way of scoring goals. And I think that just happened today. And I thought actually Villarreal were pretty rubbish. But that's why they didn't score. I think a better team probably comes up, turns up and wins 2-0. And this game is over in about... Yeah, the game should have been over in the first leg, but the game would have been put put to bed very early on if a more ambitious manager turns up against us. When you say you didn't think Villarreal were that good, I think, sorry, maybe that's not exactly what you just said, but... um... I, I meant going forward primarily, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I completely yeah, yeah. agree with that. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't, yeah. Yeah, we were pretty comfortable, well, I wouldn't say we were comfortable at the back, but yeah, they didn't offer much going forward. But I thought I thought they, it was a bit risky from them in the sense that they obviously tried to protect what they had, um, which isn't surprising when you think about kind of Emery as a, as a manager based on his time with us. But, you know, to do that for 90 minutes, he obviously he had a lot of faith that his team could could kind of, keep up shut us out or he had a lot of faith that we weren't going to be very good um i don't know which one it was but yeah i thought i thought emery set them up set them up quite well um especially as we yeah like you said aaron and we we we've been struggling all season to that kind of attacking element of the game and build up play like we were saying in the first half right the build up play was it was just so sideways and backwards and we've seen a lot of that this season and there was no energy. There was no kind of impetus. There was no like, we're all sitting there watching it thinking this is a semi-final um, of the European competition that we absolutely, and we absolutely, we needed to score. It wasn't like we were sitting on a lead and they came out and there was very little like enthusiasm. You know, all the words you used, used to describe what you'd expect them, how you'd expect them to come out. There was none of that. Um, pretty much throughout the 90 minutes really, apart from the last, what, 20 minutes there was a bit there's a period in the, at the start of the second half when I think Pepe had his chance and ESI had his chance um, and then it went flat again and then obviously as you'd probably expect with us chasing you know the last 10-20 minutes we dominated a bit but not really not really I was thinking I was watching us in the 90th 90th minute or so and you know we were just giving away stupid fouls and in, in our in our area and um, you know it wasn't like we were pumping the ball forward or you know, everyone was getting forward and like we were talking about it during the game, right? At the Wenger days of, you know, all out attack and creating chances. And there there was none of that. There was really, really none of that. The chances were so limited. (sighs) Yeah. With it, it's, it's, it's hard to understand, you know, when you, when you look at Arteta and, um, and you think you should, he have done more. And I think the answer is, is yeah, but it's hard because I, 
I don't think tactically, I don't think tactically there was a massive issue. On paper, he played a very attacking unit. He almost had all the ingredients on the pitch to mm. you know, get the maximum amount of the attacking potential this team has, you know, going from having, even by accident, having Tierney in the team at the end, you know, and um, and just having Saka, Odegaard, um, you know, ESR, Pepe, Oba, all on the pitch at the same time. It was, but it, he should be held accountable for, for not getting these players to play at a level that they really should be playing. It's not really about the tactics. It's more about the conviction. It's more about um, just the, the confidence. Um, the first half, we could describe it as just being really nervous. They were just misplaced passes, times where you should go forward, you've gone back or sideways. It's just a mis- lack of control. And these are sometimes players which, you know, like Saka, um, players who we don't associate being nervous, don't associate from lacking conviction, they did. Um, and so I think it's difficult because I do, I really, really blame the players. I think the bl- players are really, really culpable and should be ashamed, quite frankly. But also I think Arteta has to look in the mirror and go, why couldn't I motivate these players? Why couldn't I get them playing with the confidence they needed to, tactics aside? Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. I think I agree with the first part of what you said, where you said, like, there were things on the day today which we could have done better in terms of tactics with the manager. But this, for me, felt like a reflection of how Arteta has built this team and how he's got us, gotten us to play. And it just, it, I feel like the reality just caught up with us and you couldn't, you know, we were relying on Arteta to do something different to how we've been, you know, brought up to play. And... He didn't do that, and therefore we regress back to type. And the type of team that this Arsenal team is is a team that doesn't create chances that will eventually give one or two goals away. We didn't do that today, but primarily going forward, it's just not that exciting to watch, um, except for bits throughout the season. I know there have been times where I've been genuinely excited about what's been going on, um, but then on on the players, it's it's a bit of a tough one, I think. You know, when you run a team with so many young players, players like Smith Saka, players like Martinelli, players like Smith Rowe, there are always going to be games where they don't turn up or they're just ineffective, or they, you know, games where they are too nervous because it's their first semi final or first big European game. But I look at other players like Abamyang, like Partey, like Pepe to a certain extent, the defenders, the goalkeeper, and I think, you know, when these kids aren't have dropped for the fact that they are young players, you guys have got to step up and like make yourself count. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't see any of that. And that's what I'm really frustrated. We, we, Le- Leno can probably hold his head up and say, I did everything I could over these two legs to get us through. Yeah. yeah? Um, and I agree with you, Aaron, in that I think some of these young players, yeah, I don't think these young players necessarily were good enough tonight, but you, you shouldn't be depending on them. You know, it's yeah, not exactly. up to them. Yeah. And so I agree, I completely agree with that. And so it's the players that it's your, your Bellerins, your parties. I think Oba was okay, to be honest. Um, you know, I think finally lacked a bit of service. But it's those senior players and, you know, Partey for a second. I know there was all this, there, there was a lot of talk today about him being isolated in midfield, about the tactics we we're playing, meaning he had to cover so much ground. Maybe that's true. Maybe there's an element of he had a lot of ground to cover. I, I get that. But he was so bad in a lot of the things that he did today consistently. And in the first leg, not, not, this is not a one-off. He has been bad for a number of games. Since he came back from injury, pretty much, he's been what, bad what, for weeks. I'll pose a question to you guys. I'll pose a question. 
who do you think had a worst first season at Arsenal? Pepe or Partey? Probably Partey. I'd say Partey. I'd say Partey. Probably Partey. I think Partey came from a Champions League club. You know, he's come from a higher standard to what he's playing. Not not in terms of obviously the competition, but, you know, okay, maybe you can't say higher standard, but he's come. he came ready-made, you know. Pepe didn't, although he cost more money. Um, Pepe, although he had, he was very inconsistent last season, he still had games where you saw his talent as well and you still had games where he popped up with goals, assists, um, games where he was dangerous. Partey, I was watching him today and I was thinking, I wonder how much we could get for him in the summer. Like, I'm not <laughs> saying that's how I feel about him. Yeah, yeah. And that's obviously an extreme kind of like view. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying we should sell him because then we'd, <laughs> I don't know who we'd have midfield, but... Um, it, it, you know, it got to that point in my, my thought when I was watching him and constantly, like, like you said, Aaron, and, you know, this has been weeks of mm. him doing like just dumb shit. I don't know how else you can <laughs> describe it. It's not even, you know, it's not even like, oh, we, you know, some half decent build up play, the ball comes to the edge of the box and he skies one over. It's not even that today. It was literally bread and butter stuff. You know, that, that moment, I think I called it slapstick. You called it, um, something comedy was it Raj or yeah, on the edge of our box and yeah. he kicked it onto one foot and then onto the other like that was just and that was about the 12th thing he did yeah, that yeah. game which yeah, is comedy yeah, that was, yeah it's just like yeah it culminated in that moment really um, he was really bad today um, and that's that's worrying that's worrying on looking at this um, looking at this as a like Obviously, now we need to have a think about another chat about later. You know what our squad looks like and and who we want to keep, who we don't, who who wants to hang around. But the party thing is is a massive issue for me. I don't know if it's just a form thing, and if it is, then okay. You know, I'm not sure, but he can't even he can't even play a basic pass at the moment, and he's doing the same thing every game where he's receiving the ball in the half turn, you know, forty yards from goal, and then he's like either either he comes out of it beats two men and comes out of it looking like Iniesta or he's, you know, he's doing the opposite and he gets robbed and then we're completely exposed. And it's the things that we were complaining about someone like Granite Xhaka doing um, in the last few years. I, I, yeah. I mean, I know that's just one specific player that we're talking about, but I think it's worth a mention because yeah, he's been awful. How, uh, another question for you guys. And um, so in Arteta's post-match interview, he alluded to the fact that although Raj, you said like on paper this was, you know, maybe one or two players away from our first team. Like in reality, a number of those players either weren't fully fit um, or, yeah, primarily they weren't fully fit. So I look at that and say Aubameyang, you know, in a in an ideal world would have had a run of games where he was ready. Tierney clearly didn't look fully fit and wasn't supposed to start. Jacker would have played but obviously he got injured in the warm-up. So there were a lot of changes, and then you've got David Luiz, who was out as well. Do you do you give Arteta the benefit of the doubt that if those players were around, we would look multiple times better? Because no, a little I bit don't. better, I don't think that's good enough. But do you think we would look a lot better? No. No, and I don't... You know, and if we did, I think... You go and look at Villarreal. Villarreal had players out. Villarreal had had Foyth, who was one of their best players in the first leg out. They had 
Kapue out, they had their best, one of their best players. You know, obviously Moreno's probably the best, but Chukwesi gets injured in the first half. They had problems, they had to deal with it. And they, and you just, that's just football, isn't it? Like, it just happens. And yes, fine, like, Xhaka was meant to start. But to be honest, like, we, you know, we we all really wanted to fit Tierney. We, you know, we, we would rather Tierney play at left back than Xhaka. And okay, and that happened. And whatever like uh, no it's not it's just not good enough because i mean the what the one thing that i'll probably say you know to, to arteta in arteta's defense is there were the few chances that we did have we probably should have done better with those chances and okay and a couple of them actually in fairness wasn't necessarily that we should have done better but we're just very close like when obamiang hits the post twice that was very unlucky particularly the header that that could spin anywhere that it was it was very very hard smith rowe should have done better when he had his opportunity um and you know there was a couple of others i think pepe you know had a had a big slash holding had a couple of headers you know one of literally one of those goes in we're through and we reflect on the game slightly differently right um so so the only thing i would give him in defense is saying that okay fine like there were a number of chances but but overall like can you say that we really deserved over two legs to go through at this level. One car crash half is enough to send you out. And that's what we had. We had a car crash half in the, in the first leg. Um, and I, do, I, I think he's just got to look at himself and the players who played have just got to look at themselves. I don't think we can blame fitness or injuries. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I wasn't really referring to this game as such but it's more like well when you look at how bad we are Mm. do you see if we had a fully fit squad in terms of picking up but like is the fact that we didn't have these first three or like three or four big players available or at their optimum fitness levels um the reason why we're not creating chances or playing well no i mean i'd agree with what raj said pretty much and I think that goes for our season as well. Like you said, it's football, right? We're not the only team to have big yeah. players out. Um, and we have a pretty, on paper, a pretty capable squad of doing better than what we have done this season. I think the par expectation for the Europa League, considering what's happened in the league, the par expectation, like minimum, was getting to the final. For me, I, d- I don't know if you guys agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even if you had... We had injuries. If you had probably a couple more out, um, you know, you've got to look at who we did have. But we still had our first choice keeper. We still had Thomas Partey. Aubameyang was back. You know, the front four or five that ended up starting was first choice, pretty much. Like, was there anyone that you would have maybe Martinelli? But otherwise, you know, yeah. So I can't. Yeah, I don't think if uh, I noticed that he said that in the post match interview, he said he made two intro. I don't know exactly what he said. I can't remember exactly what he said, but comments were along the lines of we had a number of players out and it was, a. I think the interviewer said to him something about the, the age of the team. And he said, yeah, we do have a really young team. And it just felt like excuses. It mm-hmm. felt like it really felt like excuses. Like I'm very, I'm quite surprised that he, he almost agreed with the interview on those points. I thought he would have pushed back and said, look, you know, we just weren't good enough. But he, he, I think, I think the other thing he said was is that we deserve to go through. And yeah, I completely disagree with that. I don't think, I don't think we showed anywhere near enough to suggest that we deserve to go through. Um, we, the onus was on us tonight. The onus was on us tonight. We were at home. Like you said, Roger, it doesn't necessarily make a difference. Not, 
it, it's not it doesn't make the difference it normally would with no fans but regardless we're at home we had an away goal we know what we needed to do we had to at least score at least score and we couldn't even do that and yeah there were a few chances that kind of went begging and the over one I mean we, we said before the game right when we were proving it we said someone said I can't remember who it was might have been you Aaron and you know Aubameyang needs to have a good game and we were like, what's a good game for him? And it's, okay, he probably gets three chances. He takes one. Maybe, well, he gets a few chances. He takes one, maybe two. And he hit the post twice. <laughs> you can't really begrudge. And that header was, it was an unreal climb. Like it was actually, mm. I've never seen him do that. I've never seen him do that before. That was like, I don't know, Ronaldo, maybe not Ronaldo, but you know, like Harry Kane kind of levels where you don't associate that part, associate that with with him or with his game. Um, mm. And he was just unlucky. He was just unlucky with that. Um, the chance that he had, the chance that he had, the other chance that he hit the post, that was pretty unlucky as well. The one that he hit straight at the keeper, I thought that was probably his best chance. Um, and it's one that we've seen him score loads and loads of times in the past. And he unfortunately just didn't, didn't execute as well as he could have. And normally bends that into the far corner, but he didn't today. But I don't think you could necessarily blame him because he, he didn't have, it wasn't like he missed five, six chances. You know, he had three chances, one of which was pretty good and the other two were decent and he hit, he hit the post with two of them. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's my biggest annoyance is actually, you look at that, all, I think actually all three of them were half chances or, you know, at best, you wouldn't really like expect him to score those goals. And that's that's my biggest issue with this team is we don't create enough chances for our strikers to be like, well, Aubameyang should have scored that. Mm. He didn't. We never come away thinking, oh, like, if only we had like, taken some of those really good chances. All of the goals we score come from half chances because we just don't create high-quality opportunities for whoever's playing up front to score or whoever's playing out wide to score. And I I wish I knew why. I, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But... That's that's the biggest annoyance I have. That's with this Arteta team is, yeah, the chance creation, the quality of chances we create just hasn't ever really been good enough. Do you think it is a quality of players thing? Then at, at the end of the day, because you know when we when I watched Chelsea yesterday, it was remarkable because it just felt like they were missing a bunch of chances, but they were just repeatedly creating more and more and more. Um, and and they didn't look like they were doing anything that clever. It was players beating defenders. It was players moving into good spaces. Like it was, you know, it was just stuff like that. Where I looked at it and go, it's not like you're doing anything crazy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. Go on, Aaron. Sorry. No, I I don't. Wanna, I think that's the biggest frustration. Is that I don't know. I don't know if this is. Is this a manager who can't coach players or has built a way of playing? that is just bad and that you know he doesn't really have a plan on how to score goals and create enough high quality chances or is this a bunch of players that are not good enough to execute whatever the manager is telling them to do because they're not good enough or they're you know they're making the wrong decisions on the pitch um and i yeah i i don't know i think i think yeah it's an interesting question because I'm starting to think that the way that Arteta, like we all know that he's a pretty conservative, we've, we've said it before, he's a pretty conservative coach in terms of how he sets up his team. And I think 
I think that's starting to, or it has kind of made its way into the players' minds a little bit. Like if you watch today, we were saying like the first half, we were very cautious, nervous. And you've got players like Pepe, Abamyang, Saka, who should just be like, once they get the ball, they should just be like full flow running at their back line. Um, I'm kind of expecting, you know, when I watch other teams play, I'm watching City the other day. I'm not saying we're at City's level, but even just the basics of pass and move and players who have players who are in the in attacking position should have an attacking mentality. And it feels like, I don't know if it is down to how Arteta's setting up the team, but it feels like these players have almost lost that mentality where they're always looking for the safer pass. Maybe it was a bit of nerves today, but would you not agree that that's just how we played for majority of the season? It's very rare that you've seen us just go full throttle at teams. Um, and I'm a little bit worried that that is down to Arteta. I'm not saying he's telling the team to go out and pass backwards, be cautious. But if you set your team up a certain way, and maybe the message he's saying is, you know, keep it tight, keep it tight, don't concede. I don't know, I don't know. But it's almost like we're coming into these games as as like the inferior team, like in terms of our mentality. I, I have this theory, and I don't know how well it is, but... I almost feel like we're a bit too scripted and a bit overcoached, maybe. And that you talk about a podcast, because, or <laughs> yeah. The, um, so, and I think when you maybe and this is pure hypothesis, when we get fans back in the ground and you don't, you can't hear the manager shouting, "Play this pass here, go back here, go forward, go left here." Mm-hmm. Actually, the players might be released a bit to play with a bit more freedom and actually to live and die by their own decisions. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, and maybe you're right. It could well, be really bad coaching. But I, I think a reason why you might be right, Aaron, because it flicked that flicked my mind today, was in Arteta's post-match. I don't know if you heard one of the things he said was details. He was like, we, did, we didn't get these details. And I, I looked at it, I go, yeah. it wasn't details. Details wasn't the issue. The details were arguably the problem, like in the sense that, it didn't require details. It required just just doing basic things, right? And like having the mentality. My, like, I never thought of it in the way that you described it before, but I think you're completely right. They're attacking players thinking in a very confused, clouded mindset. Yeah, yeah. Like they have to think about way too much. And I think maybe that is it, to be honest, guys. Like I think maybe that's what it comes down to. Maybe he's used to being the coach, who at City, he's able to just kind of come at it from that angle and then Pep can maybe take what he wants and, and you know, do that. And maybe Arteta's just so used to being, you know, massively in that detail. Um, and these guys just can't deal with it. And maybe, maybe no top team can deal with it. And maybe this is how Arteta needs to evolve. But I'm wondering now whether, I really am wondering now whether it's right to let him evolve at Arsenal. Yeah, I was going. To, we we're going to talk about that, I guess. But yeah, I mean, just just to add on to that, like if you think about when ESR came into the team, and he was obviously a lot of people knew who ESR was and had seen him play for the for the youth team, and and, and obviously he's been a name that's been mentioned in the last couple of years, maybe as someone who might might kind of break through. But he came into that into that Chelsea game, and it was like a breath of fresh air, right? It was like a breath of fresh air, and we were missing that creative player, we were missing that number ten. It was almost like he. He filled that void that we hadn't had for the first three or four months of the season. But it's almost like kind of adding to what I was saying. It's like he's almost been coached too much where that freedom, 
that, yeah, like ability to just kind of go and express yourself. He, he doesn't really have that anymore. And yeah, maybe it's just, it's just a very rigid structure that Arteta wants a very rigid game plan. And, and these players are almost like, yeah, maybe got too much to think about when they get the ball. Um, I, I don't know. There's just, there's something not right because it's been like this all season. Um, and yeah, yeah, I think, I think it leads nicely onto kind of where this leaves us. I mean, we've got a few games left this season. I haven't even looked at the league table to tell you guys how close we like, obviously now it's, you know, we're now like okay can we get a european place we don't want seventh because of the conference league assuming it goes to seventh um yeah realistically i don't think we can get six i think i checked earlier and we were five points off liverpool in seventh and they've got a game in hand i don't know who is spurs in sixth and i realistically can't see us even catching liverpool so you'd assume we don't have european football next season i think it's a pretty safe bet unless we some you you wouldn't be surprised if we went and won all four games now, would you? You really wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're not particularly hard. Well, you got Chelsea, but they're not particularly... Uh, it's not a particularly hard run otherwise. And you wouldn't be surprised when the pressure's off if that's what they go and do. But yeah, we're, I mean, you've got the rest of this season. And which, I mean, what do you guys think? European football is a no for next season, you'd assume? Agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on that basis... I mean, where where does that leave this group of players? Where does that leave Arteta? And you know, I don't know where this, where the where that leaves the club. Really, we I think we very one of the very first episodes we talked about. Oh, what if we go out of Europe and we have a season without European football next season? And I think it might be Nero who was saying, you know, he'd love to see that because of what Chelsea did in the season that that um, they didn't have European football. Um, I kind of disagreed, I believe, but and I, st- I still don't think it's necessarily a good thing when you consider the financial aspect and impact of not being in Europe. But yeah, just in general, you know, w- where do we go from here? So I'm, I don't say I'm with Nero, but I'm out of all the things like not being in Europe next season is probably the thing I'm least upset about. Um, I think what really frustrates me is that we had a real opportunity to almost cheat and like hack away to a Champions League place in 50 million pounds and like supercharge this plan. And now the reality is it's going to be a very, very slow plan if it comes good. Um, whereas there was a real hack of like a shortcut almost into the Champions League and like 50, 60 million quid and a real chance to step up and accelerate on this plan. And now this plan is going to move kind of in baby steps and the only way it's going to move is you know going through that week by week cadence of league games and there's no I don't think I still think Arteta just about has the benefit of the doubt for me um he's got enough I don't want to say excuses but enough reasons why it's gone wrong and I think sacking him this summer would be potentially a bit short term but he's got no excuses if we aren't in and amongst the top four next season from like November on up to November, like he has, he'll, he'll be out of the job very quickly. Yeah. I wouldn't blame. I think at this point, given the manner of defeat today, given how things have gone sort of recently, the fact that it's not just been one poor spell of the season, there's been a couple of poor spells now. Um, I wouldn't begrudge 
Josh Cronkey and and the board for for moving on in the summer. Like, but it would, but they need to have a plan if they do. And I, I don't like. I've seen some people on Twitter today saying, "Oh, saying that there's no." no obvious replacement for Arteta is no excuse to not sack him. Well, I think that's an absolute nonsense thing to say. Like, uh, I think you absolutely do need to look at and see who else is out there. And I think that's the point. I think in the summer, if a really, really good manager, if we thought there was a really good manager available, like I wouldn't begrudge them thinking, do you know what? Like maybe it's best to just take, take this team forward with someone else on the basis of what we've seen recently. I, I wouldn't begrudge them at the same time. I can see an argument to say, fine, you know, yes, there's things that haven't been ideal for Arteta. Um, let him have another window. Let Edu and Arteta have another window, another crack at it. And maybe, you know, this will be his first proper full season. But, you know, again, like these, what's frustrating is I look at managers like Tuchel and what they've done. They didn't have a proper preseason. They came in mid-season right. and like, look what they do. So again, that's where I come and say, if you had a really good experienced manager, I don't know. I think, Aaron, and I think the, problem is about not being in Europe for me is if we're not going to be in Europe at all then we basically have to assume that unless Kroenke comes in and plugs in a load of money we're probably not going to be able to do that much business apart from you know from whatever we generate we're probably not going to be able to do much business so we're basically going to have to say do what manager do we think is going to get more out of this current crop of players and take our young players forward um and if that is Arteta, then then so be it. But I think you know Miser's point as to why he wanted us in in Europe in the first place. Money for a club like Arsenal, it's a bigger point than it is for Chelsea, right? Being mm. being in Europe. Exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah. I mean, I think yeah, I think like you said, Aaron, and we need to be in and around the top four. Um, and if he has a bad start to the season, like Emery did in his second season. And obviously Emery went around the same kind of time, like November, October, November, I think it was. I can see the same thing happening um, with Arteta. And it's going to be frustrating if that happens because they would have given, like said, Raj, they would have given him this window, summer window. They would have given him funds, you would expect, to try and get the squad to where he wants it. Um, they would have yeah, made, made those changes, essentially, to, uh, to the team. And... I can kind of see it going that way because I don't really see how on earth this, like what I'm, I'm really worried as to how he's going to change things from here because we haven't been in bad form. Like you said, Raj, it's been like a few bad patches of form, but over the course of a season, that is your season. Right. And we are ninth, the ninth, currently the ninth best team in the league. Um, and I'm, 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 like if the expectation is top four next season with no European distraction, um, I really question how we're going to make that jump based on everything this season, really based on the fact that we don't have a settled centre-back pairing and we've got two centre-backs coming back to the club that we don't know where, how they're going to fit in. We don't know who our best right-back is. Leno might be off in the summer if you listen to kind of paper talk. Um, Partey's look, looks absolutely terrible at the moment. Um, I'm concerned about that. Our best striker is going to be pushing 32 next season, is it? I'm not sure, 31, 32, whatever it is. Like basically coming to the kind of latter stages of his career. Our second best striker is out of contract in a year's time. Like 
this like the Pepe issue of is he gonna cut it or not? There's just there's just so many things to kind of sort out and it's a lot for a manager who's of the age of Arteta inexperienced and his first, you know, his first role, his first job as a, as a head coach or manager as, as his official title is. And I just can't see how we're going to be anywhere near top four. If you assume City are going to, City are going to be there, Chelsea looks so strong now, they're going to strengthen. United are going to be there. You know, they're kind of, they seem to be on an upwards trajectory. And then you've kind of got this fourth place where Liverpool you'd expect would come back. Spurs are going to be around that kind of area. And and teams like Leicester, for example, like we're, we're miles off. We're just so far off and no, Europe, no European football next season. We're going to, and now we need to attract even better players than what we've currently got. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I was just going to say, I don't think any player in Europe watching us over the course of the season is going to be like, I really want to go and join the Arsenal team. They, even if we were losing half the number of games we were playing, like we basically are now, if we were doing it under a Wenger team, I could still I could see players being like, oh, I'd love to go and play for them because they play amazing football. They just can't defend, which was always the problem for under the latter years of Wenger. This is kind of but there's just so many problems to fix. I, it's it's concerning. It's really concerning. Yeah, I no, I agree. Um the the one caveat with that is I actually think it's it's potentially a bit easier to do a rebuild when you only have to rebuild for a te- for a team not playing in Europe, when you have to rebuild for a team that's playing once a week plus cup games, we're going to, you know, I'm not going to exaggerate because we're always looking at injuries, but you need 11 first team players, three or four subs, and you actually don't need to rotate that much. You can play your first team week in, week out. Um, and actually, given the list of things that you said we need to figure out, maybe we don't need to go and find a, a new centre-back because we've probably got four that are... Okay, maybe, you know, look, I, I agree compared to the top four that you listed, the, the first team is still a, like a little bit away. But, you know, you look at what West Ham have done. They don't, they don't have a top four squad. They don't have a top four first 11. You look at Leicester, they have some good players. They've become good players. But on paper, they were never a top four. Like, well, they, seem to have, they seem to have coaches that have got them playing a certain way and... The players are playing for the coach or yeah. the manager. And there's no reason, at least on paper, why Arteta can't build a team, an Arsenal team like that. I, but the one thing I do agree with Apart you... Apart from lack is, of experience. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's a gamble that he could do it, right? But I think that's the idea of what we're hoping Arteta becomes. Um, but the, the real issue here is money, right? You, If we're going to have to make up 30, 40, 50 million pounds, then to do a rebuild sustainably we we do need money we need you know our owners to step in and say look we're going to have a 50 million pound shortfall this summer but it doesn't matter i'm going to give you the money to go and get those one or two players that will really make a difference in helping you push for that top four and i I don't know if we'll get it or not yeah i wonder if they'll do if they did it i wonder if they'll do it and still again this kind of I wonder if they'll do it and think Arteta's the guy mm. at this point. I think that's the because I mean, Aaron and I have a feeling you'll disagree with me on this, but I think Emery got sacked for a lot less than this. Like this season has been horrific, and even even the season where you know we tanked and we ended up finishing fifth under Emery, like 
we were two points off third, even even at the end of that season, two two points off third. Uh, and I when I before this recording, um, I went through that season because I just wanted to remember if I like recalled it being as bad as it was. And yes, and there were like there were like series of games that went really good. And I looked at the stats in some of those games towards the end when we were losing to Wolves when we lost to Crystal Palace at home and that kind of. And still in those games, it was 70% plus possession. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of multiple yeah. shots, et cetera. Like it was still, that. and uh, again, I, I, I think my point is we we probably do need to recognize at some point that um, if we're just calling it agnostically, emotion aside, emotion aside from the fact that we love Arteta because he's a former club captain, it's just he has to be doing better with what he has. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah, this is bad. To. This is yeah. unquestionably bad. And. If there's even a hint that next season this is going to repeat itself, we have to sack him. Um, the reason I am a little bit more sympathetic is we knew that we are getting a rookie manager who has never managed before, but we gambled on, okay, he's going to make mistakes, but he will fix them. And if you stick by him, he will you know, ideally provide you with a high ceiling. Ideally, you know, I think we're aiming to find the next Pep Guardiola, right? And I just wonder is like if there's a risk that actually he's made all his mistakes and now he's learned and we sack him before yeah, we we've taken the hard stuff and like we've dealt with the pain, but we're gonna sack him and he's gonna go and do some that and take all his learnings and then go and win somewhere else. So I feel like you need to give him that cycle of okay, you've messed up, but now go and improve this and go and fix this and this is your last chance. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's that's us being very patient as Arsenal fans if we're willing to say that. You know, we're effectively, you know, again, really, really sort of, I think, taking a stance that many fans of other top in inverted commas, commas clubs, you know, wouldn't wouldn't take that stance. Um, like, and I think fair enough. There is every chance that that could happen. Um, and again, as I said, as I said, like, I'm not Arteta out at this point. I'm not like because I think if you're if you're Arteta out, I think what you're saying is, irrespective of who else is out there, you want the manager out. It's not that for me. It's mm. this summer. I think that we should look at it, uh, and I, I wouldn't begrudge the Cronkies, as I said, if a top manager was available and one of the. I, I wouldn't begrudge them from pulling the trigger, especially if they're going to pump some funds in, uh, you know, to the window. I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna say. I don't. I. I think. Come October, November, I think I think you'll get sacked. Personally, oh, I think you'll go. Yeah, I think you'll get sacked. I think you'll go. I think we're I don't gonna think have a, win enough at the start. Yeah, I haven't seen enough from him. He had okay. There's been circumstances this season which are kind of unprecedented, and you do have to take that into account. But when you just talk about it as in plain terms as. 11 players going up against an, an, you know, another set of 11 players, whether they're on paper better or not. I just haven't seen enough. Like I haven't seen enough. And you, there's a lot of players that we, a lot, we, we always question this, you know, are our players kind of good enough, but what is good enough for us? Like this season, it wasn't even like we got to the point where it wasn't even about top four. It was just about, let's get to the Europa League final. Let's not, like draw to Fulham and like lose to Everton or whatever, you know, the kind of games that we were losing at home in November, that kind of period. Like I just, 
and everything you said, Aaron, and as well about, you know, creating chances, a way of playing, a way of breaking down teams. Like we knew what, or Arteta should have had an idea what to expect tonight. If you just take it back to tonight and the objective tonight to score a single goal, mm. you know, to score a single goal. I'm not saying we would have necessarily gone through 1-0 if we'd scored in the first five minutes, but to score a single goal as your kind of primary objective, which you didn't achieve. And yeah, we maybe were a little bit unlucky by hitting the post twice or whatever, but I, yeah, I just don't think... I, I don't know if he's out of his depth. I don't know if the players are not quite playing for him because there's been loads of games where I've questioned their kind of commitment or... Uh, like I just don't feel like they've putting in enough effort. Basically, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's what it is, or there could be a number of things. And I'm not, I'm not Arteta right either. I'm not saying that I want him to go. I want him to succeed. He's obviously an ex-player as well, which means you know yeah, he kind of holds a special place in Arsenal fans' hearts for that reason. He's ex-club captain, but I just can't see it. I can't see how he turns what we are now around that much that we're suddenly competing with the best teams in, or the second tier. If you take City as the best team in the country, the second tier of the best teams, if that makes sense. I can't see how he gets us into the mix with those teams. Um, you know, he's got, you've still got to look at, like he's got one of the best youngsters in the country. In European football, probably you'd say he's got, you know, one of the best finishers in the league. It was top scorer a couple of seasons ago. He's golden boot with a couple of seasons ago. Like there's, there's, there's still a lot he's had to what you know, he, he was able to go and buy a 50 million pound central midfielder. There's a lot that he's got to work with. And I don't think he's getting enough out of them. And it, it could come down to what we do in the summer in terms of transfer business. And that could change everything. But if you assume we're going to like the squad's not going to change too much. I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen now, but if you assume it's not going to change too much. Then, and we're going to have m- much of the same players playing next season. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, kind of how he's going to how he's going to turn it around that dramatically. Or is the expectation that is is the expectation top four? I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? Maybe he will he will stay in the job if the expectation is now lowered. You know, maybe it's we need to finish top six and get into the Europa League and build from that. I don't, I don't know. I'm not saying as fans. I'm saying from a club perspective. I wouldn't. I wouldn't accept that. I think I, I wouldn't accept it either. As a fan, I wouldn't accept it. But you know, we've accepted ninth place this season. We are saying we're happy for him to stay. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, I think we've accepted ninth on the on the like. I don't think we've accepted ninth. I think we've said you've got just about enough credit left to have one more chance. Um because you failed this season. I don't think anyone's really saying ninth is acceptable as such, right? I think it's clear. No, as in, I think, I think yeah, accepted as in like, we've accepted that that's basically as good as we are this season. No, because I think it's still failure, right? We yeah, 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 yeah. But do yeah. you think, as in when you say you've accepted we're ninth, hmm. ninth is underperforming for this team. It's yeah. not like he's done par with this squad. No, exactly. I don't, but, but I think it's one of those things where it's not, I don't look at us being ninth and be like, oh, we're so unlucky to be ninth because of yeah. this, that, and the other. Like, it's it's not, we're not unlucky to be ninth. Like, it's because yeah. a combination of him, the players, they've culminated in a really, really crap season. Yeah. yeah and I think it's just a case of do you gamble on potential and hypotheticals and based on the little bits that we've seen to say, actually, you deserve the start of next season to prove you can do it or do you say actually I've seen enough now today was your last chance and you blew it and I think 
I haven't seen. I'm not at there yet with the manager. I think he deserves that one more window because this season has been mental. You look at Klopp. Klopp's get taken Liverpool to sixth or seventh, right? Juve fifth. Um, so this pandemic does weird things to players. It's just been such an abnormal season. Um, like West Ham are fighting for European places. Like weird things have happened this season, right? So I I would give him the start of a normal season and make it very clear this is your last chance. And if it if you blow it, you are you know you're not getting the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's going to be very 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 interesting to see how this affects. Um, everything going forward really um but yeah i guess we can probably reflect on that um, at the end of the season um all right guys well disappointing night disappointing season we still have a few games left to play i don't think we're going to even think about our game on sunday for now but we do have a game on sunday so i guess we will see everyone who are we playing on sunday do you, want, do you want to do? I haven't even thought of that. <laughs> Is it West Brom? Play West Brom. West Brom away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. It's not West Brom away. We're at home, right? Are we at home again? Are we? Uh, we're losing one nil. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that would, to be fair, if you're if you're a betting man, you would bet on that scoreline based on our form this season. You know, I'm just, I think we're going to win four nil. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think four 0 Arsenal. Scoring the first part party's going to score in the first minute. We're going to score four goals. Twenty five So yeah, put me down for four 0 and we're going to be fuming about it. <laughs> I think I think we'll win for the same reasons. Like I think in the end, although I predicted, I think I predicted we'd lose against Newcastle. In the end, it felt like we were pretty handbrake off. Like we kind of just felt like whatever, and they were a bit rubbish. And I think it'll probably be like that against West Brom. I think we'll be like, well, let's just play. And West Brom aren't very good, and um, yeah, so yeah, I think we'll win. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with three 0 I'll just I'll stick with the one 0 last sudden. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the look you gave us was like, what are you guys talking about? You guys are absolutely. These boys, this is bad. Yeah. All right. Well, should we leave it there then? Shad, I still feel just rubbish that we weren't able to be there and boo. At least the yeah. season tickets will be cheaper next season, right? Oh my god, didn't even think of that. <laughs> so, yeah, no more Thursday nights, which is good. That is going to be weird. That's going to be weird. First time in what four seasons? Is it four seasons Europa League football? Three, four? Yeah, just no midweek. So let's just yeah, yeah. And Saturday three o'clock, so I guess we'll be back on the menu, which is good. It'll be good but, for us going to the game. Yeah. Maybe we should like try and still get together on like Wednesdays and Thursdays and do like 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 really like <laughs> civilized Thursdays, yeah oh, uh, Thursdays yeah <laughs> real real civilized dinner you know <laughs> just uh, don't talk about football yeah <laughs> nice one boys all right cool we'll see everyone uh, after the West Brom game on Sunday but yeah um, Gunas thanks for tuning in take care see you next time bye see ya bye.